This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Wednesday night, January 26, 2022, and you're listening or perhaps watching with us live to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. We're going to be recapping AW Dynamite Beach Break tonight. It might be absolutely frigid outside, but inside the arena tonight in Cleveland, it was red hot, Paul. Oh, absolutely. From start to finish, it was a solid show. I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to diving right into the coverage. Back-to-back weeks, uh, AEW's really put some good episodes together. Uh, started off with a great match, one of the best matches, in my opinion, in AEW history. Ended with a very fun match, and we got a very evil, a very good, very evil debut. Yes, we did, and uh, with that, let's... Uh, Let's get right into it, shall we? Let's do it. Jim Ross kicks off the telecast with it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Just like he always does, he welcomes everybody to Cleveland, and then Excalibur and Tony Schiavone join on commentary. And uh, we get right into our first match, the ladder match for the undisputed TNT championship, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, The bell rings and the two shake hands before going at it. Cody has a side headlock on Sammy, and Rhodes sends him down. Guevara then hits Rhodes with a quick takedown. Cody attempts to go for a Tiger driver, but Sammy escapes. Sammy tries to go for a GTS. However, Cody gets away from Sammy. Cody and Sammy get on top of the the, uh, 16-foot ladder. Cody hits Sammy with a suplex. The suplex does damage both men. That thing was brutal. Yeah, that took a toll on both of them, and it was only signs of big high spots to come. Yeah, very, very true. Come back from break, and Cody tosses Sammy onto a ladder. Cody Rhodes applies the figure four on Sammy Guevara. Guevara gets out of it. However, Rhodes punishes Sammy with considerable chops. Guevara hits Rhodes with an insiguri. Rhodes is on top of the ladder. Guevara leaps up from one ladder to another and hits Cody with the cutter. That thing was beautiful. Yeah, I think that was the best cutter I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Absolutely. You you knew Sammy was going to do something because you saw him kind of catch his breath, trying to size it up. saw Aubrey Edwards holding on to the ladder, but I wasn't sure what he was going to do. No, I thought it was just going to be a leap 
over to the other ladder, try to take which Cody would have out. been impressive within itself, but to yes. do a cutter just took Oof. to another level. That was unbelievable. Absolutely. Um, both men are back up and both men are on a ladder of their own. Cody hits Sammy with the crossroads from the ladder. Another big spot. I, I figured after we were seeing the high spots that a crossroads off the ladder was coming at some point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Cody gets back on top of the ladder, grabs the belts. However, Sammy makes it to the top and hangs on to the belts. They cannot hold on and both fall and hit the canvas. Uh, quick work from the ref to move the ladder. Um, yeah. The refs did just as much work when it comes to the ladders as these two guys did through the entire match. Yep, so. the refs did a good job. Uh, Cody, one time when uh, when Sammy did a flip to the outside over the ropes, he moved something out of the way. So everybody was – because this is a very dangerous match, so everybody was uh, doing their part, making sure everybody was safe. Uh, Cody begins using the ladder as a weapon. Fuego Del Sol comes out and attempts <laughs> to stop Cody. Cody attacks Del Sol. Sammy enters the ring and gets into it with Cody. Sammy hits Cody with the GTH. Sammy lays Cody out on top of a ladder. Sammy hits a somersault Santan onto Cody. That thing looked like it hurt. Yeah, that uh, that hurt Sammy just as much as it did Cody. I mean, his back, my goodness. He that just was, uh, folded when he hit Cody. That was uh, Jeff Hardy-like right there. Yes, yes. Um, both men get to the top of the ladder. Sammy grabs the belt. Swings it into the face of Cody. Cody falls from the top of the ladder. Guevara grabs the titles for the win and is now the undisputed TNT champion. Yep, now he's officially the two-time TNT champion. I guess you can say uh, Cody loses it again. Short run for Cody yet again, just like his last run uh, before he lost at the Derby was. Um, But, hey, I mean, heck of a match. Five-star match, in my opinion. We'll see what Meltzer gives up. Um, uh, a three probably. <laughs> oh, he loves AEW though, so he'll probably oh, I know. at least I know. four, four and a half. Uh, I think it was the best ladder match I've seen on television in the last two decades, uh, or, or at least a one-on-one ladder match. I mean, it right. probably wasn't up to HBK Razor Ramon from SummerSlam um, back in the day, but it was it was the best AEW's done. And I feel bad for the two guys who have to uh, follow that up in the next ladder match. Yeah, I felt bad for the next guys who had to follow up that match, period. Well, and where where do you think these two go from from here on out, Sammy and Um, Cody? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think we – Cody doesn't need yet another rematch. No, I think – I mean, who knows what's going on with this contract, but I think we – we see him going off to a different story. Hopefully, it's a good one. Hopefully, it's a good one because I like the stories he's been been in ever since the Malachi story started. I wasn't too keen on the whole uh, Nightmare Factory um, bit, but or the Fed the Factory yeah. versus the Nightmare Family bit. But uh, as for Sammy, him and Brian Danielson have done a lot of trash talking on Twitter. Maybe that's a feud we see, but it looks like Danielson and Moxley might be setting up for a feud from what we saw on Rampage on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see either way this goes. Uh, Sammy, two belts, at least for now. My question to you, though, becomes every time we've seen a unification of belts, it always changes. Are they going to change the TNT title? I hope not. It's changed too much. Sorry, I had like four designs. 
Um, I think well, you have the temporary, which is what Cody started out with. Right. Um, and then the official, and then Miro's version, and then back to this one. Well, they had, four, they, had, but... they had a black version, too, when Darby won it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because they retired the Brody Lee red and gold one. I forgot so, about that, yeah, which yeah. then became the version they're using now. Right. So okay, I hope yeah. they keep it the same. I do too. I do too. Uh, next it, it might go. be the best. It might be the best title in wrestling. I mean, I know it's not the most prestigious, but it's the workhorse title. It's what the it intercontinental is. title should be and used to be. Yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Uh, up next we go to, uh, the beach in Cleveland, which is a little frozen. <laughs> Just a little. As uh, Team Taz uh, spoke with uh, Tony Schiavone earlier in the day, and uh, they challenged uh, Hobbs, challenged Dante Martin, and Starch challenges Jay Lethal. Uh, Tony Schiavone mentions the fact that his hand is frozen to the microphone. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It didn't do yeah. much for me. I mean, Lethal's pretty much inserted into the storyline where Leo Rush was at one time. Leo's contract's right. coming up with AW middle of next month. I'm not sure really what happened there. It's really unfortunate um, for all involved, I think, because Leo's a heck of a talent. At least we got to see him in Indianapolis, why we did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I This team, team task stuff outside of Hook, just not really doing it for me. Send Hook. Yep, please. <laughs> Send Hook to Dynamite, Taz. Come on. Yeah, he's he's the <laughs> Rampage star right now. Yeah, yeah. This what this is his first Rampage off since he started, isn't it? Close to it, if not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got Wardlow in a two-on-one handicap match. Yep. Who's the handicap in this? It's not Wardlow. Nope. Uh, what he had five <laughs> power bombs tonight. Made quick work of these two guys. Yeah. Crowd loves him. Of course, he's from the Cleveland area, so he got the hometown pop. Um, he's just getting bigger and bigger reactions every week. It's great to see. Yep. And uh, in case you were wondering, the uh, indie talent or local talent that was used was Elijah Dean and James Alexander. Okay. And and go listen to Chris Van Vliet's. Uh, a podcast this week he interviews Wardlow very very good interview I was already a big Wardlow fan before and I came away after listening to it uh being an even bigger Wardlow fan so nice to hear okay. him speak he never gets to speak on tv so it's nice to hear him speak yeah he gets video packages but those yep. end up in picture in picture a lot of times so you don't yep. hear him very cool story <laughs> how he got into wrestling having a WWE tryout he thought for sure he was a shoe in and they weren't interested and now he's becoming a big star, so pretty cool. Seems to happen a lot with Vince's guys. Yep. <laughs> Up next, Inner Circle versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Match begins with Santana and Daniel Garcia starting things off. Oh, I should say that uh, um, Santana and Ortiz kind of both just pushed through Jericho for the entrance. Didn't really hang out with him for the crowd singing Judas or anything like that. Uh, Santana gets the upper hand, starts the match. Santana tags in Ortiz, and they double-team Garcia. Jericho wants in, so he tags himself in. He gets a shot in on Garcia. However, Santana tags himself back in, gets into Jericho's face. They head out for a picture-in-picture commercial break. During the commercial break, Garcia and 2.0 control the match easily. 
Return from break, Jeff Parker is beating down Santana. Santana and Ortiz are doing everything they can to avoid tagging in Jericho. 2.0 is working on a double-teaming Santana. Jericho grabs the leg of Parker and then hits Matt Lee with the Judas effect. Santana hits Lee with the pile driver and gets the pin for the victory. After the match, Santana and Ortiz celebrate their victory. Jericho is mad, flips them the bird, and walks up the ramp. Are we finally getting a little split of the inner circle? Uh, I want to say that's how it seems, but at the same time, I'm I'm afraid they're they're swerving us. I did like the storytelling of Proud and Powerful acting like they didn't need Jericho, but Jericho saves them pretty much with the Judas effect on the outside of the ring. Um, and then I also liked how Santana hit a pile driver for the win. I don't think yeah. there's enough matches that end as a result of a pile driver. A pile driver is used too much nowadays as a signature move instead of a finishing move. Um, so I'm I'm interested now more so in this story than I was going into the match. So it did its job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, up next, we get a video package setting up a Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page and Murderhawk Lance Archer on February 9th. Yep, that'll be in two weeks. Uh, that'll be fun. I want to see Hangman back on TV. Man, he hasn't, he's only had a couple matches since he's been champion, and it seems like he's barely ever on TV. I don't know what's up with that. Um, I, I think they're just trying to push too many guys right now, honestly. Yeah, and that's too bad. He should be the contract, and he should be the he should be the face of the company. So, well, that and you know, they were ready to put the belt on him, but I don't think he was a hundred percent ready to get the belt. I mean, he wanted it, but at the same time, he just had a kid. So I think he's trying to be home and kind of balance everything. And this is kind of the outlook we get. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I still think Adam Cole is his next challenger at Revolution, but. We got a lot of ways to get there. So you think he's definitely winning the Texas death match, huh? Yeah. That would be once shocked. again, we get Archer in a big match that he's going to lose. He did win the last Texas death match against Moxley for the IWGP exactly. title, U.S. title. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Once again, Archer, turn face, turn heel, turn face, turn heel, big match. Uh, loss as a result, I think. Uh, yep. We get a, up next a backstage segment with Matt Hardy, Private Party, Jurassic Express, and Christian Cage. They announced that this week on Rampage we will see Jurassic Express versus Private Party. Another Rampage, another Rampage tag team title defense. It's like every week. Um, yeah. Jurassic Express got to win. We know that. Uh, Jeff Hardy can't become all elite soon enough to get Matt out of this stuff. No, I know. The Andrade. Hardy office, fam, family office. Or See, I'd I would already forgot I, I, about I, that. Yeah. It's a week, weekend, and I already forgot about it because there's, <laughs> there's too many damn people in it, and the, and the name of the stable is too long. <laughs> that's why I think, I think that's why Hardy wants to use the short A H F O because I feel like Matt's going to be able to remember. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't sound good at all. Punk comes out for a promo. Punk says it's been a minute since he's been in Cleveland. He's in Cleveland and ready to fight. He's Wearing full gear. Yep. Full gear. He came out to be a badass and couldn't help but smile with everybody chanting his name. Uh, CM Punk was referencing when he walked out on WWE in 2014. He tells the crowd to go ahead and chant for the person he wants to fight. It will be the first and last time someone will chant his name. Punk calls out MJF. MJF's music eventually hits. 
MJF says he will fight him in Chicago on next week's Dynamite. MJF says the match will be spectacular, but people will see the real CM Punk after he loses. MJF takes a shot at Cleveland, talks about LeBron leaving. Nobody cares about that. Uh, MJF says that CM Punk was scheduled for an event in 2014, and he turned his back on everyone. CM Punk says leaving was the best thing he did, and coming back was the best thing he ever did. Sean Spears attacks Punk from behind. Now we see FDR Wardlow enter the ring. MJF tells Wardlow to powerbomb Punk, and he obliges. Yeah, long, long segment, but really good promo. I mean, these two guys are always fire on the mic. I like how they don't ignore history. They brought up the fact that Cleveland was where CM Punk turned his back on the fans and and pretty much said he was tired of wrestling, tired of WWE, and stepped away. Like how they acknowledged that. Uh, yeah, Chicago, good good call with Chicago next week. I thought they'd wait till Revolution. I'm still not completely sold that the match is going to happen next week or the, or the match is going to be clean by any means. I still think we get a match at Revolution, even if we do have the match next week. Um, and I'm still sticking to my guns if we have the match next week that MGF goes over Punk in Chicago because that's the ultimate heel ultimate heat move i also like the touch warlow was staying in the, in the corner tonight didn't really want anything to do with it was very hesitant even to do the power bomb the crowd was chanting for him not to do it so uh, just planting more seeds and mjf planted some eventual punk heel turn seeds tonight too which was oh really absolutely good. absolutely great promo from start to finish yep um and i gotta say mjf sitting on the chest of punk was great Yep. In with the legs crossed and the kind of um, pipe bomb dr- move, I enjoyed it. Yep, yep, it was very good. It's uh, I'm ready. I'm just ready to see these two t- guys tangle. Uh, up next, the Acclaim did a backstage promo about Moxley. They announced that they will see Moxley versus Bowens on Rampage this week, and then they did their weird star thing, which doesn't really look like a star at all. But I'm not gonna. Yeah, and then, then and then there's the other version of that, which doesn't make a star, but hey, who am I to say anything? I have to laugh. I popped when they compared Moxley to Oscar Kakowska off Hey Arnold because yeah. I had never put the two and two beside each other, and holy crap, he does look like Oscar Kakasha. So, <laughs> hilarious. 90s kids. What can we yep. say? I love it. I love it. We get a backstage interview between Garrison and Julia Hart. Smart Mark Sterling brings the contract over to Hart, tells her that Jade Cargill wants to challenge her on Rampage. Griff says, don't do it. Julia says, I can do whatever I want. Signs the contract, and we see we will now see Jade Cargill versus Julia Hart for the TBS championship, which yeah. she's going to lose. It's Beach Break Championship Friday on Rampage this Friday, and yeah, Jade's going to destroy her. Um yeah, Julia has shown a little more aggressive side and a little more attitude tonight. thought that was nice. Heel. But uh need to do something with the varsity Heel. blondes because I'm a little I'm a little bored of the blondes, to be honest. I I text you this. If Julia doesn't become the next member of the House of Black, she's turning heel and she's taking the blondes with her. Which I'd be okay with because they need something. I just I'm just bored with them really. And speaking of recent heel turns. Up next was legit Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, the match begins with Red Velvet taking down Layla Hirsch with a quick leg lariat. After that, the action goes back and forth between Velvet and Hirsch as we go to another commercial break. Hirsch controls the action during the break. 
Velvet hits Hirsch with a stunner and some back elbows and then hits Hirsch with double knees to the back of Hirsch. Velvet hits Hirsch with a spear. Velvet goes for the cover. Hirsch kicks out. Hirsch has the legit lock on Velvet. Velvet makes it to the ropes. Hirsch goes for another pin. And this time she wins by holding onto the tights, which I always think is something you do right after you turn heel. And that's the only time you do it. Yep. Desperation move. Uh, both yep. these ladies have very bright futures in AEW. Um, both are very talented in the ring, especially Layla Hirsch. Uh, Red Velvet's still a little green in some areas, but she's getting a lot better. And then, of course, right. Statlander came out after the match to uh, continue the, her feud with Layla Hirsch. So Layla Hirsch getting a lot of TV time lately. It's nice to see. Absolutely. We need uh, more heel women on TV. Yep. And I kind of am getting the feeling that tonight's uh, show was a lot of heel action uh, because the House of Black cuts a promo calling out oh, Pack, which was funny because they used the line from Cody's promo when they called out Pack. I didn't catch that. Uh, talking about uh, adding insult to injury by bringing in Brody. He says he didn't need him, but he had to add insult to injury. By bringing in Brody King for more violence and more punishment, they do such a good job with these. It was very creepy, yeah. um, very powerful stuff. So, it's, although as a Marvel nerd, I gotta say, hearing "We Are Inevitable," I kind of popped for that. If you've seen any of the Avenger movies, especially Endgame, Infinity War, yeah. <laughs> no, that, I mean, they're, they're playing on, I would guess, a majority of the AEW fan base likes Marvel, um, probably. So, they're playing to their audience there a little bit, probably. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Going to be a fun match between the House of Black and uh, Penta and Pac next week. It'll be yeah. good stuff. Uh, up next, we've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who comes out, cuts a promo about her year in 2021. Showing her awards that she's won over the past year. She talks about how she is the face of AEW. And then she does things that is a Cleveland fan. <laughs> really, really hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, you and all the other the Brownie that fans there. Win in Cleveland. <laughs> that was pretty good. Tells Cleveland they have a baker that they can count on now. Yeah, it made me Oof. pop. How she ended that, well, I'm like, man, that was beautiful. I didn't even think about that baker baker connection. But yeah, Brits of Pittsburgh. Born and bred Pittsburgh fan. She had Steelers colors on, even though it was kind of the Pittsburgh Pirates logo. She had the terrible towel. Um, she even had a plant there with the terrible towel flag that she took back with stage with her. Um, very good stuff. I was assuming that somebody was going to come and, and uh, kind of break the celebration up, but that didn't happen. Just a very good heel promo by uh, Mrs. Uh, DMD herself. The only way I would have been okay with somebody breaking up this promo it couldn't have happened because that person is still under contract in a place where the forbidden door doesn't exist. And that is Cleveland's very own Michael Mizanin. Hey, don't tell them the forbidden door doesn't exist because they're having the impact women's champion in the Royal Rumble this weekend. So, and we'll see if they come true with any other forbidden uh, door surprises this weekend, even though I got to say, I think this could be the first rumble I haven't watched in many, many years. Just hey. not interested. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I agree. Of course, at one point I counted, they said that there were um, 
eight names left to be announced in the men's 30-man battle royal. And I counted 23 names, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> and, uh, hey, and Ronda's coming back, supposedly, so. That's only, you know, time number seven that I've heard that. Yeah. Since she went out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would have been okay with Miz just being in the audience or something and, and just saying, you know what? Cleveland can do things. We broke our losing streak. We can... You know, we don't need Baker Mayfield. We don't need a Baker in Cleveland. Get out of here. Yeah. And that'd be that. Yeah. But, hey, you know, maybe next year. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe next, next time they're in Cleveland. I, I mean, I'd love to see the Miz eventually all elite, but I think that's one talent Vince won't let get away from WWE. No. Uh, even though he could be used so much better. He could, but. Than just a jokey jobber, but, yep. you know, to each their own. Hey, if he gets paid well. More power exactly. to him. Uh, and now it's time for the unofficial main event. Time for the main out event. Unsanctioned match. Yes, key on the unsanctioned match, so it doesn't go against the records. Exactly. When the lights come, or in just a moment, the lights will go out, and when they come back on, the show will be over, and it will be unsanctioned. I love that part from Justin Roberts. Yeah. I just, it's so cool to hear. Glad that they do this about once or twice a year. Still Absolutely. keeps it pretty fresh. You don't they don't overuse it. It's never the same style. Right. So it's not like it's just a rehash. Oh, it's a cage match again. We're gonna throw each other into the cage nonstop. Yay. I was shocked tonight between the ladder match and the lights out match. We didn't have more color than we did. Yeah, I know. I thought for sure, Cody. I had the tweet typed out. From our from our account it was death taxes Cody Rhodes showing color in a big match. It didn't happen, so I had mm. to delete that tweet. Never got to tweet it. No, he just got bruised real bad. Yeah. Uh, again, this was uh, Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole, and they bye begin bye. things by exchanging right hands. Orange Cassidy showing some aggression uh, before the match officially started by crushing his own sunglasses. Yeah, that was a new one from Orange. I haven't really seen that yeah. before. Um, while they're exchanging right hands, Cole goes for a knee strike. However, Cassidy moves out of the way. Cole gets the worst. Cole goes underneath the ring to get a chair on the outside. And lo and behold, somebody was holding on to the chair. I was not expecting this, but I was happy when it happened. It was Dan Housen. I don't think anybody was expecting it. I thought everybody might. If somebody debuted tonight, I think everybody was thinking of somebody different and Johnny Wrestling, a.k.a. Johnny Gargano. And very nice, very evil. Dan Housen comes up and just kind of puts a, tries to put a curse on Adam Cole, and the crowd just popped big time. Might have been the pop of the night. And oh. at first I'm thinking, okay, this is yeah. a cameo. Tony Khan's testing to see how over the crowd really is or how over Dan Housen really is with the crowd, which he would have got his answer. But just a few moments later, we got the graphic from Tony Khan. Dan Housen is all elite. And, man, he blew up Twitter tonight. Great, Oof. great addition to all elite wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, he appears to bewilderment uh, or appears to the bewilderment of Adam Cole. Cassidy and, goes, and one more thing, the ass boys are not happy that he showed up. No, of course not. <laughs> takes away from their TV time. And, uh, and, and the little feud they have going on Twitter and, and online, it's just, it's just glorious. I love it so much. Yes, although as he walked away, he did seem to kind of still be limping a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I don't I think he's cleared. He's still, he still has a broken ankle. 
Yeah, so, I think that's why he probably didn't do anything other than, you know. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, he must be uh, getting close enough where Tony Phil Compton's signing him. Yeah. Or his contract's finally. Well, his contract's been up since the end of December, so never mind. Oh, absolutely. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, because he released a little video about trying to get out of the yeah. backyard, and the guy just opens yeah. the gate, and they walk out, and he goes, oh, freedom! Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. It's going to be good stuff. Cassidy goes for the orange punch, but Cassidy hits the ring bell instead. Cole then places Orange Cassidy's hands between the steel steps in the ring and kicks the steps. We go to a picture-in-picture commercial break with Adam Cole in complete control. Hits Cassidy with the backstabber. Cole sends Cassidy outside the ring. Cassidy has a fire extinguisher and uses it on Cole. It took me a minute to realize that Cassidy's busted hand came from the steps. Yeah. I didn't catch it right away. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, you know, where, what happened? Where did he, yeah, it took me a while. Yep. <laughs> yep. The AW do that to you. So it's, you got to pay attention to the details, quick, small details. Quick yeah. yeah. If, you, if you go to the restroom real quick, go get a snack, you might miss something and, and then be confused yeah. later on. I learned that the hard way. You know, there were uh, several weeks in a row where I went to the bathroom as Hangman was walking down to the ring, came back out, and the match was over. And I'm like, well, I'm with yep. that. Yep, I remember you complaining about that on the pod. Yep. Cole goes for a brain buster. However, Cassidy counters into Stun Dog Millionaire. Cassidy then hits Cole with the uh, Manichka driver onto two metal chairs. Cole hits Cassidy with a super kick. Cole calls out for someone. Uh, Cutler comes out. I think Cutler stood on the stage way too long. It's like he stood there. The camera didn't turn quick enough. The lights didn't pop onto him. So he just kept standing there shaking and spraying his cold spray. Uh, He's a stooge. Yeah, here comes the stooge as Wheeler Yuta's taking him out. I'm like, well, okay, well, you weren't wrong there. Uh, (laughs) But Wheeler Yuta takes out uh, Cutler. Uh, Then... Cutler gets taken out and a uh, little bit of back and forth. Chucky e. T comes out, Rocky Romero, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks. Uh, Cole goes for a low blow, but Cassidy blocks it with, um, they said a steel cup, but I'm pretty sure there were tacks on the. Yeah, well, and then, then they said tax later on. So okay, yeah, there was, I didn't catch it was that tax, part. Uh, playoff of Matt Cardona for, against Janela from the GCW event on Sunday where, where, uh, Chelsea Green went for the low blow, but it was all part of the Cordona's plan, and he had the the metal cup on. So, good yep. stuff. Colson's Cassidy through the fight goes outside and then backstage. Colson's Cassidy through the table near Tony Khan after pushing Jerry Lynn into Cassidy. Can we talk about the fact that TK tried to avoid staying or being on camera as much as yeah, he could? Yeah, and he, he was not happy that that TV got broke. You saw his hand, and and again the cameraman made sure not to get him in the frame. And yeah, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that TV was supposed to get broken. But that's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, of course, that spot was approved ahead of time. So um, is what it is, I guess. But yeah, he just, I, I don't think the TV was supposed to get broken. Because right. what they did catch of him, he looked a little upset. Yeah. Uh, or he's just a good, a good at selling. That could be too. We'll never know because he doesn't want to be on TV. Perfect. Cole climbs onto the staging area, loses track of Cassidy. Cassidy is behind him, hits Cole with a low blow. Cassidy then hugs Cole, and they both go through the staging area. Cassidy kind of just slumped over onto Cole, gets the three-count victory. 
Yeah, great storytelling there with Cassie hitting Cole of his own version of a low blow, finally getting the win. Big win for Orange ends the, hopefully, ends the rivalry. I'm tired of seeing all these the best friends go against the Elite and Red Dragon. Um, and AEW does a good job of ending their stories and their feuds in matches like these. Uh, but it doesn't go against Cole's official record, which is really uh, important to remember. Yeah, uh, that's why one thing I like about ending a feud in an unsanctioned match or just doing an unsanctioned match is because it doesn't go against their record. So you can have somebody go over right, and it's not going to hurt either person that way. Yep, he won't fall in the rankings. He'll remain number one. Did you see the new rankings today, Paul? I did not. It was a busy day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm going to pull them up because they are very surprising. A lot of movement, a lot of new faces. Uh, I heard the House of Black is now number five in tag team. Yes, and there's some new new individual faces too. Let me Ooh. pull it up here. And they've changed again because, you know, you had two TNT champions and so now Cody's off of there. Right. Uh, Adam Cole's number one and 3-0 in the individual rankings. Dante Martin, number two, a 4-0 Lance Archer three three no Andrade four at two no Powerhouse Hobbs five at three and one. Then the tag team you had Private Party one at two and zero, oh. the Gun Club or the Ass Boys two at two and zero, oh. the Acclaimed third at three and one, FTR four at one and zero, oh. and the King of the Black Throne as they're called I guess instead of the House of Black five at the fifth position one and zero. Oh. Then for the women's you got uh, Red Velvet. Number one at 3 0. Layla Hirsch, number two at 3 0. Serena Deep, three at 2 0. Thunder Rosa, four at 1 0. And Anna J, five at 2 1. Hmm. I'm okay with those. Absolutely. Um, Dante Martin, number two. I thought that was pretty intriguing because I'd be all for a him and Sammy Guevara TNT title match. Make it happen. Yes, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, uh, overall thoughts from tonight before we pick our wrestler of the night and, and overall ranking. I thought it was a good show. There were a few spots I could have done without or a few spots of the camera uh, needed to be at a different angle. Like um, during the women's match, I forget who it was, went for a knee or a kick and completely missed. But uh, yeah, that got caught on camera by mistake. So but just little things. Yeah, there was a little... A few parts I felt like were filler tonight. Um, but, no, I thought it was another really good episode. First time I think they've had really solid back-to-back episodes in quite a while. Um, I mean, for my ranking, I, I went with a nine last week. I think I'll go with eight tonight. Okay, I'm right there with you, right at eight. I uh, love the Danhausen spot. I loved the opening match. I loved our main event. Um, even though she dogged on Cleveland, Britt had a really great heel promo. The CM Punk MJF promo was great. Solid show. Yeah, I think it's going to be big time ratings. They really stacked the card up tonight. Um, you know, and then looking forward next week, you got MJF and CM Punk in Chicago. That'll be huge. Malachi and Brody versus uh, Penta and Pack. That's going to be a big one. Um Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho, that'll be good. And I'm sure we'll get some more added as the week goes on. Yep. So your wrestler of the night. 
Part of me wants to say orange because I never say orange, but I got to go with Sammy. I mean, he won a classic ladder match to become the undisputed TNT champion, official two-time TNT champ. I don't know how you don't go with Sammy Guevara tonight. The kids, I mean, his cue card said it all two years ago. Yeah, he he and Cody had the first match ever in Dynamite history, Washington, D.C., but he was more of kind of a, even though he was in the inner circle, he was kind of a mid-carder. Now he's a main event player, and 2022 is going to be an even bigger year for Sammy than 2021 was, and it's off to a really good start for him. And Cody, you know, love him, hate him, say what you want about him, but he gets talent over. Um, yeah, I mean. Brody, Darby, Malachi, Sammy. Sammy. Gets talent over. Does mm-hmm. his job. Yep. Um, well, I am going to go with Orange. It's been a while since I picked Orange, and I think well, he was. About in... time he had a big win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the last real big win he had was over Jericho yeah. in that uh, Orange Bubbly match. Or that was clear back in full gear 2020. Yep. Yeah. I mean, otherwise he's just been little wins here and there and nothing mm-hmm. really big on his record. So I definitely think he deserved it, and I like how the match ended. Um little confusing with the way Adam Cole was just kind of just shaking his butt to escape. But, yeah, uh, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it even threw the commentators off. They're like, oh, you got to give the people what they want. Wrong segment, wrong guys, not what he was doing, yeah. but it's what it looked like he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the ending was a little weird at that part, but uh, the fall was good. Yep. Uh, the pin was good. I enjoyed it. It was a clean victory, in a sense, for Orange Cassidy. So, I'll go with him, and uh, runner-up is Dan Housen. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He's got to have some good material on his vlog on YouTube. And now that he's all elite, he can be part of a lot more vlogs. Maybe we'll, I mean, we'll definitely see him on Ethan Page's vlog, but maybe we'll see him on Sammy's vlog eventually. Who knows? Yeah, I think he'll, he'll at least appear on each and every one. BT, you know, at least of the big ones. I don't know if he'll show up on Thunders. Hers is still gaining traction. Yep. I mean, there's so many. Um, Ethan Page's alone today, they were showing, they were doing stuff in Washington, D.C. And I mean, when Ethan was recording, you could see the bunny was recording hers. Evil Uno was recording his. Uh, Major Mark Sterling was recording his. I mean, there's so many. There's so many good vlogs and good social media content among the AEW stars. It's 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 awesome. It's great to see. Yeah, and that's one thing I love about AEW is they allow them to do this. And it doesn't have to follow anything they're doing on the show. And they don't care if they break kayfabe. Right. Uh Go have fun. Be you. Let the fans see what it's like backstage. Yep. Yep. And and, and like when the wrestlers go on wrestling, uh, Barstool's wrestling with Brandon Walker, they do a good job of mixing kind of kayfabe and keeping it as a shoot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, now you, you had texted me something earlier uh, about a certain thing that I possess that you don't possess. Yeah, I want that... Uh... KOP predictions title. I, I was hoping you put it on the line tonight because I would have got some predictions wrong. Well, you see, I thought about putting it on the line, but and then again, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'm the longest reigning KOP champion. I'm the only two-time KOP champion. I don't have anything to show. I don't have anything to prove. I don't need to defend it. I don't think you are the longest reigning. We'll have to tally it up. Yeah. Because combined, I think. Yeah, combined. I think, yeah, I think you've had two reigns. Yes. Yeah. 
So if you put both of my reigns together, yeah, um, I think that makes me the longest running. Okay, we'll see. Definitely will be the longest when I win at Revolution. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait till Revolution because a lot of these cards are gonna be too predictable from now and in in between times. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, and I think the problem is I think we were so close on so many of them tonight. Right. Even if we got them wrong, I think our confidence points would have been very, very close. And I think we would have just ended up with me still being champion. So I thought Cody <laughs> was going to win tonight. So I would have taken Cody. I would have missed that one. What would your points have been on that out of like four? Probably one. <laughs> See. And then, yeah. then I would have probably taken Adam Cole over Orange, but for two. And then I was gonna—I mean, for the women's match, I would have taken Layla Hurst for three, and then I would have taken the Inner Circle for four. Yeah, we are like exactly yeah, the same. So, so I mean, it would have just ended up with me still being champion. Yeah. So look at that successful defense without defending, because I am the best KOP champion in history. <laughs> I'll keep—I'll keep letting you think that. It says it on my Twitter, so it's got to be true. It's definitely turned into a mid-card predictions Ooh. title. Mm. All right, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Hey, I got to bring we'll the see. fire. We got we got to get it built up for Revolution. Uh, maybe you'll get a shot before Revolution. Yeah, if, we'll if, see. Hey, anytime, anywhere, I'm ready. You're the champ, so you put it on the line, and I'll give it my best shot. You know, I just realized we didn't even talk about the uh, matches for next week or uh, Rampage. I I talked about the matches for next week, but I well, didn't know Yeah, Rampage. but I mean, we didn't really dive into them. Um, no. Go ahead. Rampage, we've got the TBS Women's Champion, Jade Cargill versus Julia Hart. We've got uh, a tag match, uh, FTR versus... Arnstein, Lee Johnson who, and, and Brock yeah. Anderson. Yep. There we go. Brock. Couldn't think of Brock. I should have been the able to. The most appealing thing about that is Tolly and Arn. I know. That's the only reason <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, and then what was the other match? We got the Jurassic Express versus Private That's Party. Right. That's and, right. And then um, John Moxley against Anthony Bowens. That's right. They're doing a lot on Rampage tonight. Yeah, Moxley's, Moxley's kind of becoming a Rampage guy now. Uh, Moxley wins. Yeah, I yeah. call it. Moxie Jurassic wins. Jurassic Express, Express wins. wins. Jay Cargill Jade wins. wins. Um, I think FDR's pulling off the victory. Yeah, and FDR wins. Yeah, easily. So I think those and, are all and pretty And it's going to be Arn's fault somehow. So that's the bad thing about Rampage. I mean, it's great that's only an hour long. It flies by using good matches, but it's usually pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll. Uh, I'll look at that dynamite card for next week again, and uh, maybe. I'll issue a challenge over the weekend. We'll see. Because next week we got Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho, Penta and Pac versus uh, uh, Brody King and Malachi Black. We have MGF versus CM Punk. I don't believe I saw anything else on next week's card, but I might be forgetting something. I don't recall anything else, but again, I could be forgetting something yeah. too. So. Well, we know, we know Warlow will probably be in a squash match. Oh, well, yeah, every week. I love how they went from him never wrestling to him wrestling every week and just demolishing people. It's good TV, though. It is. It's fun. <laughs> fun stuff. 
just because of the fact that uh, it gets the fans behind him more. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, he's just going to explode. It's going to be huge. He already is a superstar. He already yep. is over, but it's like I said, 2022. I've said this about a lot of guys, but it's Wardlow's going to be one of those stars this year, Wardlow. Yes, absolutely. And Dan Housen now. Yes. I'm trying to go through and look for stuff for next week, and all I can find is Dan Housen, Dan Housen, oh, Dan Housen. It's unbelievable. I mean, the guy is so over. I and mean, Tony Connor Dan Housen. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, one thing I wanted to say tonight. When FTR, Spears, Wardlow were attacking Punk, I thought we were going to get the Briscoe brothers. But we didn't. Yeah. I keep thinking we're going to get them every week, and we're not getting them. It's frustrating me. It's going to happen. I really think it oh, is going to happen. It's coming. It's but, just a matter of time. Yeah, because especially them. with how that ugly finish in the main event the other night at, in the GCW pay-per-view of the the rushed finish because of the time of the traditional pay-per-view, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't cool. Not at all. Yeah, I can't find anything. So maybe you'll just have a – maybe you'll have to watch your Twitter this weekend. Maybe oh, we'll I'll make be, it a Twitter war. Those seem to work out pretty well. I'll be watching it. So All right. And with that, um, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple, please give us a like and a review. Five star. Five star. Just like Meltzer. Five star. Yes. We want to be in the top five. <laughs> or, well, the top 100 at least. We just uh, want to get some uh, good reviews. Give us good <laughs> reviews and we'll move up. Give so. us good reviews. That's all we ask for. We don't yeah. ask you to lie. Be honest. Tell them how yep. good we are. If we if <laughs> we have stuff you want us to work on, want us to let cover, us let us know. That's what that's what our social media channels and our feedbacks for. Yep, and you can always send us a message on any of yep. the platforms that we're on and say, "Hey, can you guys work on you know covering this or this or this?" Yep. Um, you can even send us messages on our own uh, social mm-hmm. media. You can follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. That's where you'll find the best KOP predictions champion in history. <laughs> uh, be sure to swing by Pro Wrestling Tees to buy your KOP merchandise. We've got some shirts up there. Go grab one or two of them for yourself. Support a great cause and look good doing so. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. We'll see you again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.